Hi, it's Scott Hamilton, Rockfile, back with another podcast review of the 2014 action science fiction flick, Lucy. This is one I saw in the theater six years ago. And by the way, I'm doing a podcast during a pretty bad rainstorm here in Key Largo. Uh, when the idea comes to do a podcast, if I've recently watched a movie or whatever, I kind of have to strike while the iron is hot, if that makes any sense to you. I don't script these things. Everything is live. I hit record. I talk for a few minutes, and then I hit stop. I put music on the ends, and I upload them. I don't do a lot of editing. There's no need to, because I this is stream of consciousness reviewing, and I hope you enjoy it. But anyway, uh, so... Sometimes I don't pick the best times to do these. It might be late at night, might be early in the morning, might be at lunch, whatever. When the the finally get my mind around what I want to say about a movie, an album, or whatever, then I go and I record the podcast while it's fresh in my mind, so I don't have to take notes and all that kind of stuff. So you may hear some tinkling of raindrops. It's a it's a pretty good thunderstorm passing through the keys right now, but everything should be okay. So anyway, Lucy was a movie back six years ago that I saw in the theater because I'm a huge Luc Besson fan. And if you don't know who that director is, he came out of the gate directing some of the best action movies that had deep three-dimensional characters, great plots, uh, films like La Femme Nikita, and then um, Leon, The Professional, and The Fifth Element. And he's continued to write, direct, and produce mostly action and science fiction movies for the rest of his career. I did a podcast recently about Valerian, which visually was stunning and a great movie, except the two leads really had no chemistry and they could have picked better leads. Not that I had any fault with the acting chops of the two characters, but anyway. And and he's done a few other things in, in the last few years that have been okay. You know, he doesn't knock one out of the park every time like he used to, but he does continue to produce entertaining action films, uh, whether he directs them or not. So I was interested in this movie because I like Scarlett Johansson. I think she's not only attractive, but she's a really great actress. Um, I like Luc Besson. I like his writing and directing, and I always give him a shot when he's got a new movie out. And it also had Morgan Freeman in it, and I liked the storyline. I liked the idea of it. So I went to the theater, and I enjoyed it. I did not... I wasn't blown away by it, but I was very entertained. And I walked out of the theater and went, okay. If it had a bit more of a bombastic ending, I think people would have felt a little differently about it. And looking back and doing this review now, because I watched it yesterday, um, a lot of critics faulted the movie for, like, the plot line, which is the based on the myth that we only use 10% of our brains, and if we could use more, we'd be hyper-intelligent, godlike beings kind of thing. <laughs> and we have kind of disproved most of that theory, but... Criticizing a movie because it based on that is like criticizing Star Wars because it had lightsabers in it. I mean, uh, <laughs> within the mythology of the movie, if it works, it works. And it doesn't matter if it's true or real or a myth or whatever. Is the movie entertaining? Did you go on a fun ride? Were the characters good? Was the action good with the visual? You know, whatever. But a lot of critics at the time did give it high marks for visuals, action, and Scarlett Johansson's performance, which is one of her best, actually. It's a really... She goes from a bubblegum-popping, dumb bimbo at the beginning of the movie to 
Well, it goes through quite a few stages. And if you don't know anything about the movie, I won't get too much into spoilers, but it's been out for six years. You should have seen it by now. The movie was made for $40 million, went on to gross $463 million, about 11 times its budget. Blows my mind that they haven't tried to turn it into some kind of franchise or whatever, but he probably just you know hasn't had the right idea to wrap around it. Because the movie starts with a young couple. He's obviously a criminal. She's obviously a bit of a bimbo, and he wants her to take this briefcase into this building. Um, The movie was filmed on location in Taipei, in Paris, and in New York. And so he keeps trying to get her to go in this building, and she doesn't want to go in the building, and he eventually handcuffs her to the case, and she has no choice but to go in. But while she's in there asking for the person she's supposed to meet, he gets shot on the front doorsteps out front, and this group of thugs come out and take her upstairs, and she starts to panic, and she's saying, no, 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 no. And they sit her down in front of Choi Min Sik, who uh, has been in quite a few Korean movies, uh, uh, old boy, things like that. He's a very powerful actor, a Korean actor. And so he's obviously the bad guy and wants to know what's in the case. She has no idea. She's handcuffed to it. So they make her open it while they stand outside the room. And inside is this blue powder, this new drug that's on the scene that they don't really tell you much about what it's supposed to do, but they give a few crystals to a drug addict and he basically flips out and almost dies right in front of them just for a few crystals. So then they knock her out and you find out that they're, they're, she's going to be one of several mules that they insert bags of drugs into their abdomens and then send them to the different countries to the different drug dealers and get this drug out of this new synthetic drug out on the streets. Well, one thing happens, uh, you know, the the, the, the Law of coincidences in a movie, you know, instead of her making it to her location, she gets picked up by basically sex traffickers. <laughs> and they kidnap her, and she fights back, and they kick her a bunch of times and leave her in the cell. Well, kicking her unleashed the bag that was in her abdomen, and she gets an overdose of this drug. This all happens in the first 15 minutes of the movie, so I'm not giving a whole lot away. This is the setup. <laughs> and so <clears throat> it immediately makes her smarter. And throughout the course of the movie, her brain goes up in percentages, 20%, 30%, 40%. And she gains more powers and abilities, almost like a superhero movie, to a certain extent. And what grounds all this is you've got Morgan Freeman, who plays a scientist who, for the first half of the movie, is narrating what would happen if this happened to a human brain. If the human brain could use more capacity, what would actually happen? So he's narrating back and forth, and eventually she not only reads his papers, but contacts him and says, what happens when this happens? And and he she proves to him in a few sentences that she is exactly what she says she is, and she will see him in 12 hours. Then the movie ensues. The rest of the film is her trying to figure out and deal with this growing ability of her to know everything just about, as her brain keeps getting more and more uh, use out of its cerebral capacity, as they say in the film. Now, is this Could this really happen? Probably not, but it's science fiction, so it's just a fun ride. And the expressions on her face and her acting ability, it it wouldn't have worked with a lot of other actresses if they had just brought brought in somebody who was athletic or a pretty face. It wouldn't have worked. They had to get somebody who could really, you know, do the whole character arc from beginning to end. It doesn't, she doesn't stay the same. She learns, she grows, she, and by the end, she's pretty omnipotent, kind of, and it's pretty cool. So each time I watch this movie, I like it a little better. 
um, like I said, the first time I saw it, it probably I walked out of the theater and went, I really enjoyed that, but you know, it was one of those buts, but because it kind of just whimpers to an end, it, it ends with a phrase, and that and that's basically it. Although there is a lot of action and violence throughout the movie and up to the end, it doesn't have one of those big explosive science fiction endings. It's just kind of a quiet thing and kind of leaves you with a reflective thought, which I really like. But again, when I talk to somebody like, well, you like the movie, dude, it's got a lot of action in it, but you may not like the ending, you know, that kind of thing. That's that's the kind of one sentence review I would give to people at the time. But each time I've watched Lucy, I've gotten more out of it because I think it's really well made. Sure, the plot is a little nonsensical, but I can name you a hundred Marvel movies, science fiction movies, horror movies that are also nonsensical that are good because the acting is good, the movies are well made, and that kind of stuff. So if you can swallow the whole thing of this experimental drug taking her brain to nowhere a, a human has ever gone before and the abilities that she has, it is a great ride. Now, the reason that I'm re-reviewing this movie and going back to it and doing a podcast about it is because I eventually bought the movie on 4K on Black Friday for under 10 bucks. I, When it first came out, I bought the Blu-ray and a cool steel book, and that I, I'm satisfied with that. I wasn't really planning. This was not one of those classic movies I was going to upgrade to 4K. But when it came out in 4K, the reviews were like 5 out of 5 for the video that this movie was filmed in over 4K, had a 4K DI, digital interpositive, and or intermediate, that they make the films, you know, the mass produce out of it. And so it's originally in 4K, native 4K on the 4K disc, and all the reviews said, this is a must own just for that. Well, I still waited because, like I said, at the time I, I had a 55-inch 4K that I could use, and it, I wouldn't have seen much of a difference. But on an 85-inch 4K HDR brand-new TV, this movie is freaking stunning. I just did a podcast yesterday about Planet Earth 2, the BBC series that's on 4K that I called my the best 4K HDR experience of any disc I've ever watched on this TV. And this would be my number two. <laughs> I Lucy is incredible looking. There is no film grain. It is incredibly clear because it was filmed digitally and, and finished at 4K. It looks spectacular. My roommate walked by and had to stop for a few minutes and just watch. And it's, it is almost up there in clarity with Gemini Man. I mean, and Gemini Man was filmed at a super high frame rate and at 8K and that kind of stuff. Lucy looks fantastic. And I would put it up there with Planet Earth and Gemini Man as a movie that you need to own to show off your system. Now, the movie is has touches of violence, ultraviolence. I mean, there's some pretty bloody, gory things that happen. The movie's rated R. It's a short movie. It's 90 minutes. It's, it's highly entertaining. Doesn't get bogged down in a lot of exposition that most science fiction movies do because it asks you to take a few things on faith and then it runs with them and, it, and it, it plays those ideas out to the end of the movie. I like Morgan Freeman. I like Scarlett Johansson. So this is one I'll easily pull out and watch again and I have more than once. And now that I've watched it fully in 4K with HDR, stunning picture and a Dolby Atmos soundtrack... This movie is audio, video, gold. It needs to be in your collection. So if you've never seen the movie, check it out. You might enjoy it. And if you have seen the movie and haven't upgraded to 4K yet, this would be the version to get. These days, the price of it usually runs around $14.99 at Amazon and Best Buy. So it's not going to be very, very expensive to pick up like a lot of $35 blue or, uh, 4Ks. But uh, like I said, find it on sale. It... it 
whatever you pay for it. This is an incredible transfer and one of the best I've ever seen in 4K. Lucy from Luc Besson, Scarlett Johansson, thumbs up, man. Uh, the more I watch it, the more I enjoyed it, and I really had a blast with it last night. I'm Scott Hamilton. I'm Rockfile. My website is therockfile.com, which has links to all my other goodies. Please share the podcast, subscribe to the podcast, and honestly, thank you for listening. Thank you.